Warning, this episode contains explicit content. Please proceed with caution. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Whiskey Sex Talk. We are your hosts, Romeo. And Maria. And Kim. She's a native of Arizona who opened Turquoise Sky with her family after 10 years of working in the alcohol industry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, Megan. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Welcome to the show, Megan. We're excited to have you here. So uh, let's just get started here. So Normally, a, a typical question I ask um, all of our guests is to tell us a little bit about themselves. And in this case, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became the owner and master blender of Turquoise Sky? Yeah, so I, um, you know, I love alcohol, but that wasn't always the case. I started getting into alcohol kind of after I dropped out of college and I was working at a bar and I was like, well, you know, I need to really do this thing. Like if I'm going to do it, I got to do it right. Cause otherwise I'm not doing anything. So I started really getting into cocktails and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. There's so much. And I started drinking for like the first time in my life at like 23. Um, and so I saw a friend sent me an ad for a distillery was looking for a bartender. And I was like, okay, I'll go over there. I'll, you know, beef up their cocktail menu. And then I'll use that experience and go downtown to somewhere cooler and be like a great cocktail bartender. Um, but while I was there, I was like, well, you know, I guess I'll learn about how it's done and what to do. And, you know, I think I started learning and nothing has ever been so easy for me in my life. Like I was sitting down with these books on alcohol history and I was like taking detailed notes the way that I have literally never done for anything. And I was like, okay, hang on. I think this might be the thing that I'm supposed to do. Like I've never been so comfortable. I've never wanted anything so much. So I totally fell in love with distilling. I was like, you know, I'm over cocktails. Like I like them. They're fun, but it has nothing on, on making the alcohol. Uh, and then at one point, our, the owner of that distillery was like, hey, you know, I'm looking to sell. If you can get a loan for, you know, $500,000, I can sell this distillery to you. And I was like, dude, if I can get a loan for $500,000, I don't want your distillery. I want my distillery. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was kind of the first time I was like, wait a second, like maybe this is a thing we could actually just do. Like we can go open our own. Um, and then that was kind of the start of about three or four years before we were able to actually get our space and actually get started. Um, yeah. And that's, that's how I, I fell in love with it. I just, I just had to have my own spot. Nice. Great story. It's a beautiful story. Um, you, 
it was uh, it was really fun to get to know you and your company through your website and your videos, which are extremely engaging. Mm. Engaging, you are so charming, Megan. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, oh gosh, it was it was great. And um, so, obviously, as the name of your uh, business implies, you infuse uh, vodka and and whiskey and some other uh, occasional uh, spirits as well, right? Gin and rum, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Did I see? Yeah. Um, so uh, focusing on whiskey, just because we're whiskey sex talk, but, um, so, uh, so since you have a tasting room, but you also create bespoke spirits for clients, I, it seems like you would need to have, um, a bourbon that is delicious on its own, but it also works well as the base for a variety of spirits. What's the, what's the flavor profile that works for you across the board in that situation? Oh, nice question. Yeah, so we definitely go uh, corn heavy um, with our with our blend. It's I, I was just looking at it the other day. I think it's something like seventy eight percent corn. Yes, um, but it. that yeah, <laughs> that sweetness is just like everything's everything's pretty good with corn. Yeah, you know? um, we we tried to go with something that was it's good. It's you know, it blends well, um, but I didn't want something really, really nice because then you, nobody would be happy if I'm like, you know, getting happy and putting a bunch exactly. of blackberries right. in it. would be like, right. what are you doing? Um, so yeah, yeah, we go with, it's mostly corn. Um, and then the rest, I think it's like a 4% um, malted barley and then the rest is the rye. Mm-hmm. And what kind of, um, and so what are like the flavor notes? Cause I know that's very important for you. Um, so for the bourbon itself or when mm-hmm. someone's making, well, you know, I mean, you know, you, you obviously people are tasting it in the tasting room and then you're, I'm assuming you're using the same bourbon to infuse with. So that seems like, you know, yes. that's, yeah. uh, there's a sweet spot I'm assuming where, the bourbon works on its own and then, you know, it also works for infusing. So I'm just wondering, you know, if you're looking for a kind of standard caramel and vanilla, or if there's something you need to, you needed to adjust with that kind of flavor profile. Yeah, no, I would say ours is pretty standard. It's not too intense with the, the caramel and vanilla because it is, um, it is an accelerated age, so it's only mm. got the six months in the barrel. Um, it does have a really long vanilla finish, and the the only reason that I, you know, know that for sure is because when I went to do a vanilla infusion, I thought it would take, you know like most of our infusions are a couple of days and this one I had to leave for like two weeks before there was a noticeable vanilla flavor above and beyond the the regular bourbon so that one I was like okay the vanilla just keeps going without me even having to do anything to it wow that's very that's very cool I I love that I actually love that you're very consciously uh, aware that if you're going to introduce people, you're going to have people taste your, you know, your, your spirit, like you might as well use corn. I, I'm a huge bourbon fan and <laughs> I, I talk about this all the time, but um, if people are going to get, who are getting started with like whiskey, uh, the best thing is to start with like those sweeter type of like uh, type of whiskeys. Uh, 
I think it's, you know, yeah. accessible for a lot of people. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, I started with single malt scotch and kind of just drank that for like 10 years, but, and then kind of, but, you know, bourbon wasn't that popular when I, you know, started drinking because I, I you know, ancient, but um, anyway. Well, I have a question yeah. for you, Megan. Yeah. Since it's uh, rather well documented that women have a better palate, what are your personal taste preferences in whiskey? Ooh, we, I definitely lean more towards the sweeter whiskeys. Um, you know, not, <laughs> maybe I should be more clear because sweet whiskey is starting to become uh, very much a thing. Right. The sweeter, but unsweetened whiskeys. Um, so we drink like by volume makers. Mark is absolutely like the king of the house here nice. um, for us. So that one's, you know, it's got a lot of corn flavor. It's not too intense. Um, if we drink, you know, we, we love the, the Angel's Envy Rye, but even that one is finished in rum barrels. So it's, you know, it's like, oh yeah, we, we spiced it up with the rye and then we sweetened it again. Um, so I think that's definitely more, more the flavor profile in in my taste buds. So you, you, you got a sweet tooth is what I'm, is what I'm hearing here. You really have a sweet tooth for. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I've cut off most of, uh, you know, like candy and sugar and stuff, you know, within reason. Um, so for me, a lot of the times, like my drinking is my candy. Like this is, yes. you know, <laughs> when I have rum and Coke, it's like, this is just straight up candy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who, who needs candy when you have whiskey is my, is, is my no, motto. <laughs> so, um, you, you know, uh, one of the things I loved watching your videos and on your website is how passionate you are um, talking about sense memory, which I, I feel very, very strongly about. And obviously, as Maria said, women, I think, have more elevated taste buds and, you know, palates and, and uh, you know, able to detect more aromas. Um, but so when you guide uh, your clients, you know, for your clients that you're infusing spirits for, um, so first you have them write, do a questionnaire, write a written questionnaire. And is that, you know, can you talk about what kind of questions you ask? And my follow-up to that would be, do you then have to follow up in person with talking about, you know, kind of guiding them through something in person, a sense memory exercise? Cause you really are so specific about that. And it's, it's very yeah. vivid and very wonderful. So it depends on what people are, you know, what the goal is. So for example, if someone were to come to me for their wedding, you know, I would say, okay, we're probably trying to match the seasons. We're probably trying to um, match a certain cocktail that you have in mind that you really like. So that's kind of our starting point is, you know, if you're getting married for Christmas, and you say in your, your questionnaire that you like peppermint, I'm like, okay, well, maybe we can just, you know, make this nice and easy. Everyone's going to have fun and, and do a peppermint bourbon or a peppermint vodka. Um, but if, you know, and, and there is a certain amount of sense memory that people are getting from that, you know, when you have your own signature flavor for this one special event, people are going to remember, right? They're not going to be like, Oh, 
I know they had this cocktail, you know, I know they had this thing. They're going to go, Hey, do you remember that peppermint vodka that Stacy had at her wedding? That was so good. I wish I could have it again. Um, you know, it's just something to talk about, but when you're talking about businesses, that's where the sense memory really comes in. You know, like if, have you ever had like a really good pen from a business? Yeah. Like, you know, they yes. went the extra mile, like it writes well, it feels good. Like it matters. And then you use that pen more and you think about that, like, Oh, every time I pick up another crappier pen, I'm like, God, I wish this were that other pen. <laughs> so for, for a business to capitalize on that, you know, I use realtors a lot because you, you really, there's so many flavors that are the taste of home and the feeling of home that you can capitalize on and you know that they're going to do it again. You know, if you have a sugar cookie bourbon, well, what are the odds that someone in that house is going to make sugar cookies in the next five years, uh -huh. you know, and then, and then when they do, they're going to, you know, the chances are they're going to be like, oh man, sugar cookies at home. Oh yeah. I remember that bourbon that I had. It was so good. And oh, I remember the realtor and it was so cool that she gave me that. Like, so that's what we, you know, what we really try to talk about with, with businesses is, you know, it's not just about the label. It's not just about what's on the outside of the bottle that gets people's attention. And I love that. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, bringing it back to the actual experience and, you know, making it about the experience of drinking whiskey and whatever is associated with that. It's yeah. Yeah. And you're not, it's not something that you're going to drink probably on your own either. So when somebody gets a bottle like this and it's so unique, the first thing you do is you want to share it. You know, I wouldn't be like, oh, honey, I drank all the whiskey today while you were gone. Like, <laughs> I'd have to give him at least a little bit. <laughs> Hopefully. I, I really. Hopefully. Oh, Kim, did you want to say something? I apologize. Well, I was just going to say, you know, that's it's such an especially with realtors. That's such an interesting idea. I mean, I think I read someplace that if you're showing a home, you should, you know, have something cinnamony, you know, kind of uh, boiling on the stove, even if it's just water with cinnamon in it, you know, it evokes that kind of sense memory that you're talking about. So that's, a, you know, I hadn't really thought about that. So that's so clever. Very, very interesting. I, I think it's so clever. I love the thought process or the thought behind it because you know, we all have these milestone events in our lives and what better way to make it so special. The fact that you're saying this makes me want to hire you for my wedding <laughs> to like, you know, I really because it's so it's so meaningful. And you can say this was specially made for my event, you know, I, and not only that, but like you really get to really apply that whole like know your customer and really listen to what they really genuinely want. And, 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 and here's the best thing is that because of that, people are going to be more open to be like, okay, why not? Let's do this. Let's, let's try that. Let's, yeah, let's do this type of whiskey because normally, you know, when people go shopping for whiskey, like either, you know, or you don't know. And if you don't know, then you're kind of, you kind of have to be like, well, am I going to like it? Am I going to not like it? But if you at least know what you like and you can add those kind of type of a, let's say like cinnamon or, or you said uh, cookies, mm -hmm. 
sugar cookies, like at least you, it's, it'll entice you to be like more open to that. It's beautiful. I think it's great. Yeah. Now, um, I do, yeah. I do want to know, um, do you also guide your, your, your clients, your end customers, uh, through any kind of in-person exercise to establish like a custom spirit profile? If so, what does that consist of? Yeah. So when, so the, the way the process works is right. You fill out your questionnaire online and you give me sort of a list of flavors that you like, you know, not necessarily things that you want added because I have things on that questionnaire that are like tobacco and cilantro. Like I'm probably not going to put that in your alcohol, but that gives me an idea of what you're comfortable with, what you like. Right. You know, if you say you like the taste of tobacco, I know I can go more bitter. You know, if you say I, you know, I hate pineapples, it's the worst thing in the entire planet. I'm like, okay, all right, let's, that cuts out of a couple of flavor notes for me. So, you know, I'll take that and then I'll, put together basically three or four different options as far as flavors go. So for example, I just did this one for a couple, they're, they're getting married and I gave them uh, four options. They had a a raspberry vanilla and anise vodka, which is Mm. what they ended up going with. So it's on my brain. And then I gave them a blueberry cinnamon bourbon and then a black cherry vanilla coffee bourbon, and then a fig and caramel vodka. So Mm. those were their four choices. And they ended up going with the anise because um, we sit down together, they get to try all of these little tasters. We do them by themselves, we do them in cocktails. And then usually there's one that they're like, all right, cool. It's done. I don't want it. It's fine. Um, and then in this particular instance, this is one that it's really fun for me because it's such a cultural difference is the blueberry and cinnamon bourbon. Uh, she rejected it, not because they didn't like it, but because for her, it was the flavors of Christmas and they're Mm. having a fall wedding. You know, and I guess she's they're they're from more of a Middle Eastern culture, and she was like, "No, this tastes exactly like a Christmas dish we have." And I, I had never considered that. To me, these are very like maybe fall, more summer flavors. Um, so that was just an interesting thing that you you don't know necessarily how other people are going to react. And then with the one they went with the anise and raspberry and vanilla. To me, the anise was very strong. It was like really, really intense. Yeah. yeah. Um, because as an American, we just don't drink that. We don't have that flavor in a lot of our foods. Well, for them coming from a Middle Eastern side, they were like, this is very relaxed anise flavor. Like this is really low key. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you say that because <laughs> yeah. It's funny you say that because I, I just want to comment that, you know, uh, I, I live in Israel now, so Anise is like everywhere. But at, when I first got introduced to it, I was like, this is gross. But now it's still one of those mm-hmm. things that you have to it's an acquired taste. Um, you haven't gotten I, this is a silly question, but you haven't gotten anyone asking to make a, a pumpkin spice uh, bourbon just because, you know, it's pumpkin spice latte season. We now. haven't yet, but we're coming <laughs> That's up kind on of amazing. Season, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm very open to it. 
though I've heard pumpkins are just the worst to deal with. Oh, really? And it's in terms of like, you know, because I've, I also work at Superstition Meadery and they have a, a pumpkin spice blend and all of the, the production guys are like, no, we're done. This is the last year. We're never doing pumpkin again. It's probably like, messy. We're over it. Wow. It's probably <laughs> messy. Um, you know, you know, yeah. you, you know, you probably, I, I just want to comment on something hearing here what you were saying. Uh, it seems like it's very, I like the approach because I want to say nothing goes to waste what you're making and you're guaranteed a hundred percent that the customer is going to be satisfied with the product that you're going to, that you present the, the final product you present, which is yes. good for somebody that's in the craft distillery, uh, business, uh, you know, considering how expensive the process is, this is really, really great. It's ingenious, uh, your approach. And I just want to commend you for that. Cause that's, it's awesome. And I, if I'm back in the States, I definitely want to come down there and, and really visit and have that full experience. I know Kim, uh, you said, Kim, you said you went to. Yes, but I didn't get to go to any distilleries that we had. My husband had a agenda going to the museum of Instru musical instruments because he's a musician, but, um, but you know, we're very close. So Romeo, tell me when you're over here and we'll go. We'll, we'll Don't meet even Phoenix. joke about this. Cause I will do this with you. <laughs> I will do this with you for sure. Um, you know, the, I have to say the other thing, I just want to say that, you know, uh, generally speaking, you know, often bridal couples, I mean, you know, wedding couples, they'll come and have, taste cake. This is so much better. Who wouldn't want to come and taste <laughs> alcohol samples before your wedding, you know, calms everybody I, down. So it's, well, a, it's a brilliant idea. Yeah. And it's like, it's this level of customization that, nobody else is doing even with you know even with cake it's not like you come in and you're like oh I love that one but like let's do it with a little more vanilla it's like which one do you want that's it um so yeah it's just it's just totally like I just want to make things that people really love like I want to make something new every day and I want it to come from other people's brains. Like I I've made the stuff that's in my brain. I make it all the time. I can do it whatever I want. I want to make the stuff that's in your brain. Cause I don't know that stuff yet. Have you, have you had any restaurants or business or bars or establishments that have been like, Hey, can you make a custom, uh, uh, whiskey, this type of, uh, this is what we want. Cause we want to have this as our in-house only. You can only get it here. Cause I mean, this is ingenious. We like, haven't yet. That is absolutely uh, the, the September plan. <laughs> I mean, cause um, I, I'm, is to, is to get out there. I'm just thinking, cause you know, like for example, I'm just throwing this out there. The cheesecake, cheesecake factory. I could totally, I can totally see them having like a whiskey, strawberry shortcake, whiskey, something like that. Uh, oh, you know, to I pair, love yeah. their strawberry shortcake. You've had it, you know. <laughs> Once upon a time, yeah. But I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like this is something so good for restaurants to really tap into and really use. I mean, everybody, anybody, like, I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's brilliant because you can make something, oh, that you can only get it here, nowhere else, you know? Yeah, that was actually part of the inspiration for, for Turquoise Sky is I love, do the, I love doing the infusions, but I never thought that that was something you know, people would be interested in. And, and then I was working at the distillery. We had, um, oregano's reach out to us about getting their own custom vodka. And that plan just sort of fell through. And then we had another guy who 
asked for, he was like, yeah, I want my own custom vodka. I love the vibes here. And the owner was basically like, well, it's not worth it if you do less than two pallets, which is like 10,000 bottles, you know? And I was like, oh my God. And the guy didn't even blink. He was like, yeah, of course, that makes perfect sense. And then the owner let it fall through. He was like, it's just not worth my time. Wow. Oh and my I was gosh. like, you're not even the one doing it. Like, how is it not worth your time when it's my time? Right. Well, his loss because, you know, he had an opportunity <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, that was that was like the inspiration. I was like, wait, hang on. I think there's a market for this, guys. Very smart of you. And uh, yeah, go September plan. Um, so one of the things you, uh, mentioned Megan in your videos and, you know, I'm the president of women who whiskey Los Angeles and, you know, my whole goal with starting the chapter was to help our, our members become, you know, uh, informed, uh, consi- consumers and imbibers. Uh, so it really resonated with me when you were talking about, uh, don't mansplain bourbon to me. Um, uh, <laughs> does that, is that still happen a lot? I mean, what's that, what's, uh, um, you know, what's, or yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it happens a lot just because I, uh, I kind of shut it down so fast. Like, oh yeah, no, of course I can tell you anything you want about bourbon. What do you want to know? Um, but I definitely, you know, I've had people come in and, yeah, they they want to argue about what bourbon really is. And I had this one guy, I'm pretty sure he was on drugs, but whatever. And he was just going on about how it's really only bourbon if you make it in Kentucky. And, you know, and because mine is into Kentucky bourbon, then it's not a real bourbon. And mm. I'm like, first of all, I disagree with you, like just on a, a primal level. And second of all, please don't come into my business and tell me to shoot myself in both of the feet by (laughs) calling it bourbon when I can. Like that's bad business sense. Well, legally, I mean, he's, you know, legally he's out of line. So um, yeah, like you're legally wrong. I think you're just straight up wrong and I'm not going to do it even if you're not wrong. And jealous. For sure. That was like something a little bit more. He was jealous for sure. Um, oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's very interesting. Yeah. I'm sorry. I definitely go ahead. Get people. No. Um, I don't remember the other distiller I worked at. Nobody ever came in and met the owner and was like, Oh, does your wife also help you? Like, what does she do? Does she distill? Like nobody ever asked about mm. his wife. And I definitely get people who come in and they're like, oh, this is your place. Like, does your husband do it too? If I'm wow. like, no. Mm. <laughs> like he's like two thumbs up in the background. Like, <laughs> what can I do to assist you? You know, but he's not making it. Yeah, it's it's just so interesting. I mean, that that's there's such a toxic atmosphere, I think, a lot of times, you know, within the industry. Um, I mean, I think it's getting addressed now, but um, you know, in terms of customers, in terms of toxic workplaces uh, for women in the industry, you know, with, um, whether it's cocktails or distilling, there was just a big, uh, you know, a few years ago, big hue and cry about, uh, you know, women kind of speaking out against, um, you know, a toxic work environment for women. So have you ever had had to deal with any of that at all or? Um. 
there's definitely oh, the right way to put this. I see a lot of men in this industry who are, you know, the the big man in charge, the right, owner, right, and they go to right. the meetings and they, you know, and they they think that they built this themselves, right. you know, like I did this from the ground up. And then there's 90% of the time there is a woman following along behind them doing everything that needs done. You know, like the reason you can make these meetings and be this big successful man is because there's a woman right behind you doing way more work, you know, and I definitely see that in the industry more than I'd like to. It's out there, I think, in general within the whiskey industry. And and just to comment to what Kim was saying, what you're saying, you know, um, that's the one thing I've talked to Kim about it, like, you know. Um, when you talk about whiskey, people like who love whiskey or they're whiskey experts or connoisseurs are very like, uh, there's like this type of ego behind it. And I'm like, chill, like, I mean, you started somewhere. Let's not fake like that. You were some hot shit, you know, and, and that you're here now because (laughs) of that, because the reality is, is like, look, whiskey is one of those spirits that brings people together. I met Kim at bar Jackalope and it was just so great um, meeting her in an environment where we were all there. We were enthusiasts. We were just like there to meet and, and talk about it and tell stories. That's what I love about whiskey, which, you know, that's the one thing I, I really genuinely just like like the fact that you just come and tell stories. And, you know, Kim is the one that shared the knowledge with me. And she was on the show season one talking about the role that women played in, in the whiskey industry in general, you know, and, and for, for guys to behave that way with, with a woman that's in the industry is just so uncalled for. That's right. And if anybody is doubting, you know, the significance of women in the history of the development of whiskey, you can, you know, go back and listen to our previous episodes and all of the interesting stories and you know the roles women have played in really you know propelling this industry um so there you go no doubt there but yeah which you know i'm sure more than uh, anybody megan because uh you know as a woman in the industry so um just about you know, women being the distillers. Are we re- we're recording, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, but just yeah, the the uh, historically, uh, as I'm sure you know, Megan. You know, just that that women were the whiskey makers because men were out tilling the fields, and you know, it was it was considered, uh, yeah. you know. So, and also, what's so interesting is is blending is becoming um, such a you know, before it was always the distiller, the distiller, the distiller. And now it's, you know, so much about blending, um, I think, you know, is the new frontier, oh, I think, with uh, with whiskey. So you are on the cutting so edge. So much Megan. respect, yeah, for especially the people who have to like to, to capture that flavor profile mm. every time. I could not do that. Like <laughs> you need to recreate Jack Daniels every week from different barrels like no, no, thank you. That's hard. Yeah, it's it's astonishing. I mean, there's, you know, there are a lot of uh, master, I mean, there's uh, master blenders, uh, women who are master blenders, you know, um, 
who they need to know the flavor profile of like 10,000 barrels, you know, in a warehouse. It's like a scotch barrels. It's just yes. like, you know, my, I mean, I have a good palate, but my mind is blown about that. So, um, yeah. but. Uh, I would have post-its well, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, right. So what, um, so Megan, can you talk a little bit about what's, you know, about your September project or, you know, what's next for you in Turquoise Sky? Yeah. Yeah, we're, um, we're, we've had our liquor license for about six months now. So we're really starting to get our feet under us. We're doing a wedding show this month. I'm really looking forward to, we, uh, we've really dialed in with our 100 milliliter bottle options, um, that people can check out. Those are really good for, for weddings and special events. And, you know, it's time to start getting out to all those bars and restaurants and, letting them know that like, this is an option, you know, and the, the commitment is we do as few as 24 bottles, which is a joke for a bar restaurant. Like that's nothing. Um, so yeah, yeah. This, this month is all about like getting people in, letting them know that this is a thing that they can do now and, uh, that it's time to start working on it before the holiday season. Well, Megan, yeah. Yeah, the transition from spring to to fall and whiskey season, quote unquote, is always like kind of jarring. It's like, wait, I got to put down the tequila and the mezcal and the gin and, you know, focus on whiskey again. I mean, I'm always happy to, but uh, uh, sounds like a great plan, Megan. Well, Megan, really, thank you so much for coming on the show and really sharing your, you know, your story and and really, uh, you know, what you do really because that's what this the, you know this show is about that and we just want to tell you so much thank you i just want to say thank you that's all really yeah and i thank think you're our you. first yeah you're our first um you know woman uh you know blender in the industry i think that we've that we've interviewed right that's, right. that's correct yeah. you're the yeah. first so, one so you made history at our show <laughs> yeah. not to mention your own personal history yeah so. your own personal history <laughs> yes. so uh but we can't wait until uh you know me and romeo and maria i hope you can make it out and we'll all like descend on turquoise sky for a visit <laughs> and uh you know just yak in person about about whiskey and uh so thank you so oh, much that'd for be your great. Time. that's going on the bucket list yeah <laughs> let's go whiskey for... adventure bucket list yeah <laughs> all right yes. yes all right ladies and gentlemen that is it for today we are your host romeo maria kim till next time 